Druids and cars go into festivals. They can chat about things. It's a druid podcast in cars. Sometimes the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Dangler. We're priests of Arnriach Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So... Sit back and enjoy, druids. In cars. Going to festivals. So before we started driving uh, today, since we are back on the road and back going to festivals, we posted on Facebook asking for topics. One of the topics that came back was, what's the silliest ritual, or what are the silliest rituals that you've done? Yep. And we've done a few silly rituals. I know I have. I assume you have as well. Yeah, I would like to, before we get into silliest rituals, remind folks that we have an episode that makes me dissolve in giggle fits uh, on ritual bloopers that you should listen to. (laughs) Yes. And that was, I think, in our first season. It was our first season. I don't remember what number that was, but yes. It is totally worth listening to. Those are unintentional silly moments for the most part. Uh, I think, am I right in assuming we're going to talk about intentional-ish? I, I think that the, the question, <laughs> the spirit of the question is intentionally silly, though... <laughs> Intentional-ish. You know, we, we can, we can if they come up, we'll, we'll find good ways <laughs> to talk about the silly ones that were not intentional as well. So, I, I will go ahead and kick this off because... The, the silliest thing that I have ever done, I think, um, though there is probably some dispute on this, because I've done a number of silly things, uh, but the, the silliest thing that I am most well known for is, of course, the Jimmy Buffett ritual. Uh-huh. And that ritual took the ADF core order ritual, back before it was called the core order ritual, it was still the standard liturgical outline, and slotted in I thought you were going to say slaughtered in. <laughs> Depending on who you ask. Slotted in uh, lyrics from the entire Jimmy Buffett discography. Um, <clears throat> up to probably 2003, 2004 at the time. Um, I think Beach House on the Moon was the most recent uh, CD that had come out. Uh, and there's a song on there that had inspired most of this, which is Beach House on the Moon. It's actually the song that inspired most of it, because within it is a very apt description, I tend to think, of a gatekeeper. I'll play it for you later. Okay, I have... I am not an avid listener of Jimmy Buffett. That's okay. I don't dislike it. I'm just not an avid listener. But, so, I I took 
as many lyrics as I could. I, I, I grabbed Son of a Son of a Sailor for the Ancestors, for example. Um, Beach House on the Moon for the Gatekeeper. Um, I used Lone Palm for the Tree. Uh, it was... It was a fascinating exercise. Uh, the processional was, thank God the tiki bar is open. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I performed this at Trillium uh, many years ago. And I, that was, I think, the second time that I performed it. The first time was in Summerland, back in, I think, 2003 or 2004, when Six Night gave me their blessing and I <laughs> ran with it and I handed out parts of Jimmy Buffett lyrics and sometimes people knew the tune and sometimes they didn't um, but we had people dressed in grass skirts and coconut bras and I was in my Hawaiian shirt and lounging on a, uh, a fold out chair and we just, we had a blast. We had margaritas for the Waters of Life. Um, it, was, it was quite the sloshy fest. Now, did you, did you have and or use the Jimmy Buffett Oracle at that time? I did not. I, I had not considered uh, applying Jimmy Buffett lyrics to the format of the Homeric Oracle, um, which is where that came from initially. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, instead, I cut a coconut in half and put my runes in that and use that to shake my, my, my coconut or my, my, my runes up. Um, like you were shaking a drink? Exactly. It was brilliant, except for the fact that, well, you can't leave runes in a coconut, I found out, because they get moldy. Oh, uh, that's cool. So I lost a set of runes that way, but that's okay. That's okay. Um... It, it was still a lot of fun. <laughs> now the rest of us will learn from your mistakes <laughs> yes, and not store our divination devices inside coconuts. Yes. <laughs> um, if you're interested in the Jimmy Buffett Oracle, however, uh, you can find that on my website, cronarchy.com. Um, we use it at Cantlos we do every sometimes. year at our, our Druid Moon that's the Song Moon. There is also a Rush Oracle now, thanks to Lisa. Um, that is in the same format also, so you can use Rush lyrics instead of Jim Buffett lyrics if you prefer Rush. Um, <laughs> so we did we did that at Summerland. You know, behold the waters of life, the blender goes on, we all have the our... blender goes on? Naturally. <laughs> how else are you going to get your, your sloshy margarita? Um, and Six Night did a wonderful job with the waters, I have to say. Blender goes on. Lovely. Um, and then at Trillium, we did the German Buffett right there because it was a hit at Summerland. <laughs> I don't know why, but it was a hit. So we did it, and um, at that Trillium is when I met Art Shipkowski, who, of course, is the author of the lyrics of our theme song. And that was where he filmed Margaritaville and made it instead uh, dressed up as Freya going down to Jotunheim. Yep. That was his praise offering. So honestly, the greatest contribution of the Jimmy Buffett ritual to 
the, the lore of the greater part of ADF <laughs> is not the ritual itself. It is dressed up as Freya going down to Jotunheim, sung to the tune of Margaritaville, um, which is excellent. Absolutely excellent. I feel like next time we do an indoor ritual and you are assigned the waters, I'm going to bring a blender. <laughs> and you're going to be like, behold, the waters of life. And I'll go, Wah! <laughs> turn it all the way up, full of ice. <laughs> uh, you're going to need some tequila. That'd be great. Uh, so... That's probably, that, that's the one that I am most known for in terms of silly rituals. You got one? I don't know. I'm trying to think of like. Because I can go again. Full on silly rituals. And most of mine are like small pieces of things here and there. I think that counts. Um, so I definitely have, I, I do a lot of tongue in cheek prayer writing. Uh for instance, I have written a prayer to Solanum tuberosum. Yes. <laughs> which is potatoes. Um, thanks to autocorrect on my phone. I have also written a prayer to garnish. Garnish. <laughs> that which decorates the side of our plate. <laughs> Not quite the king of the internet, that one. No. It's the gatekeeper that stands between the edge of the table and the real food. <laughs> Naturally. So, I've got that. I have uh, my how to write an invocation, which is, hey, you're a god! Yep. Um, and I've written some ancestor prayers that uh, I've intentionally said, hey, you old guys. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> So I don't know that I have, like... I'm, I'm trying to think if I have any, like, full rituals that have been intentionally silly. And I'm not sure that I do. So, it's worth mentioning, of course, one year the Grove did an April Fool's Rite. And we did it with the Muppets. We called it the Muppet Rite. And that was Stantler and Waldorf as the outsiders. Yes, Stantler and Waldorf were <laughs> our outdwellers. And for for those who are not well versed in the Muppets, those are the, the old men in the, uh, the, the theater, balcony. The theater box. Yeah. And my friend Brian brought actual Stantler and Waldorf Muppets for this rite. And he and I played the outdwellers. <laughs> and so... In your mind's eye, I wish for you to envision Nicole at this point in time, probably about 2005, 2006, walking up to treat with the outdwellers, or Brian and myself. <laughs> and having you puppets. guys shouting shit back at her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's not often, and I, I'm not often proud of this, but in this particular instance, I am quite proud of the fact that... In the middle of the evocation and the middle of the, the treating with the outdwellers, I left Nicole speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Standing there looking up at us, saying, You assholes. <laughs> and for for reference, you know, we, we were we were a little uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We were just a bit 
binary on this particular ride. It was Kermit and Miss Piggy as our <laughs> deities of the occasion. Um, Scooter with his clipboard uh, and making sure everything runs fine backstage is, was our gatekeeper. Okay. Um, we sang Rainbow Connection, naturally. Naturally. Uh, we had... Did you sing the original version or Rob Henderson's version? Uh, the original version, because I don't think the Rob Henderson had filmed that yet. Okay. I could be wrong. Uh, I don't think that we knew about it yet. Okay. Um, and then, if I remember right, um, it was either Gonzo and the Chickens, or <laughs> I think that might have been the Nature Spirits. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was. It was a fabulous ritual. So what I'm taking away from all of this. Because we were a lot more fun a long time ago. Is that, I mean, partly yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was go, I was going to go with the looking forward aspect, which is that as long as I've been part of the Grove, um, I don't remember any of these. So we clearly need to schedule something. <laughs> I, I think that we do need to schedule something, yes. Um, I, I don't know that I would want to do the Jimmy Buffett ritual again. I had so much fun doing it. it oh, no, no. Great, I think we can but... plan something completely new. Yeah. I just... We should do something. Um, other things that we used to do many, many years ago, we used to do a, a, a solstice ritual. Oh, I've done those. Yeah, okay. I've done good. those. Were, were you there when, when... When you vaulted over my friends that I brought for the first time? No, that was not it, but that, that's a, a, a point worth mentioning. I think we've got a, on our list uh, talking about recovery from mistakes. I think we talked about it in the bloopers episode, actually. We probably did. I don't think I was there for that. You weren't, but I think I talked about yes, it. Yes, it was pretty good. But the um, uh, that at that one of those solstice rites, I ended up with, because we were just looking for any kind of music that would work, so for the fire we used... Come on, baby, light my fire by the doors. You know, that sort of stuff. Um, but Seamus found some Norwegian death metal band <laughs> for the gods and goddesses. And so that part fell to me. So I sang Norwegian death metal uh, as part of the rite. And we can reprise that. It was as hilarious as you can <laughs> We imagine. can reprise it was, that. It was terrible. <laughs> not only did I not know the tune, but I was just guessing. And so I belted it out as best I could. And this was, you know, we didn't actually have a reserved space, so we were just in a random spot uh, in the middle of a metro park. Uh, so, yeah, that was fun. And that, I'll bet you... I'll bet you that particular script is still somewhere on our site. Including the death metal lyrics? Yes, including the lyrics. Um, If not, I'm sure I have a copy of it somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, so we we did that. Um, And then at Wellspring one year at Brushwood, we... I, I was... Early on in my many years in, in ADF, I was very clearly not only Druid, but also Discordian. There's still vestiges of that sitting around here and there. But I ran an Erisian High Mass at Wellspring. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> like you do. Um, I bought Krispy Kreme donuts 
and uh, orange juice, and we ran an Arisian high mass. And Isaac Bonowitz came, and he participated in it with me. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the founder of ADF. I ran an Arisian high mass with him, and followed the instructions. It was great. It was it was all sorts of fun. Uh, so I've I've done a couple of silly things from time to time. And I don't mind doing more. I always enjoy doing more. Um, one of the traditions that we used to have, and I almost mentioned this on our, our officers' chat, because our, our bard was, was mentioning that he hasn't quite figured out what we're going to do yet for Cantlos, which is our song month. Um, and I, I, I will probably mention this later on the chat, but we used to just do a fairly regular ritual with a little bit more singing thrown in, and then we'd do druid karaoke Which afterwards. I remember when I found out about that, I was like, guys, we have Beatles rock band. <laughs> <laughs> we could totally do it again. It would not be out of line for us to, to do druid karaoke again for our Cantlos druid moon. I think it would actually be useful, uh, a wise use of our time. I'm not going to disagree with that. So. Yeah. yeah, all of my silly moments I think be, end up being off the cuff. Uh, just small snippets Yeah. <laughs> throughout things. Well, those add up after a while, though, and sometimes they become tradition. I mean, you, you heard me at our Autumn Equinox right at the very end, thanking uh, Inspiration for the honey from the suckle. Uh-huh. Um, well, and we've been... So I would consider kind of the ritual roulette that we've been doing for three years now at Autumn Equinox... Certainly. ...to I, be a silly that, that's, <laughs> ritual. And, I mean, I did that because there was one year where we... I, I don't remember if we just didn't have time to plan or what happened, but I was like, why don't we just pull names out of a hat? And we did. And we did. And it's been awesome. And it's become our tradition, and I love that. Um, you know, it, basically, you know, we, we throw all the names in a hat, we write down what people don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and Corbin this year put a wild card in my in my collection of names when I wasn't looking. So at some point, I'm pulling names and I go, wild card? <laughs> what are we supposed to do with the wild card? And then my son was like, I'll do it. It's like, okay, yeah. let's let the four-year-old do this part. Yep. Yep. <laughs> It, it, it's really nice because it takes a lot of pressure off of folks. Too. Oh yeah, you know they, we give them a part they can read if they want. Yep. And or they can extemporize, and so it, it kind of fits their level of comfort, and it works out really well. And people get to have fun doing parts they wouldn't normally do, assuming they're not too scared and say they don't want to do that part. Yeah, it, it it's probably my favorite one to be uh, Wingwalker for. Yeah. To be the, the person who's directing all the people and the person who gets to pull the names out of the hat. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of fun to watch how the, how the order falls yeah. as well. Because sometimes it's just, you know, it makes perfect sense as to who gets pulled for what. Yep. So I, I, I really enjoy that particular ritual innovation of yours. And I'm glad that we get to continue doing it. I'm glad that everyone likes it. Yeah, honestly. it's a lot of fun. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So, if you ever don't have time to plan, consider just throwing everyone's just, name in a hat. 
works yep. out just fine. You got to do a little bit of additional support, but it's not too much. So, what else have we done that's silly? Are we out of silly stuff? We can't be out of silly stuff yet. Again, I, don't, I haven't done a lot of planned silly stuff. Alright, well, unplanned silly stuff. Well, I talked about some of that. And other things I just can't remember. Well, almost 20 years worth of ritual. There's going to be stuff we can't quite remember. I know that I pretty consistently... <laughs> Animal Crossing. I know that I pretty consistently say that you bring the reverence and I bring the mirth. Yes. <laughs> I think I just bring slightly different mirth, I th- personally. I think your humor's a lot drier than mine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the Animal Crossing, right? Yeah, that can count as silly. Yep. Um, where I wrote an entire ritual. I think we've talked about it before. But yeah. wrote an entire ritual to be performed in Animal Crossing uh, using the emotes from Animal Crossing and the flower and the divination. Flower divination. Uh, it was super fun. It was. And that was a whole new text setup problem, yeah. too, which made it even more entertaining. Yeah, now you can be a Twitch streamer if you want. Yeah, <laughs> I could. <laughs> That's something I don't have time for. Uh, there's, there's a lot of room for that kind of creativity and silliness within ADF. And, and it's funny because we're a bunch of druids and druid-adjacent folks. And sometimes it seems like we would be stuffy and dry. Well, and I think it's really important that, A, we don't take ourselves too seriously to the point of, like, stuffiness and dryness. And, B, if your religion isn't a joy, like... Why are you doing it? Like, maybe pick something different to have as your hobby. I don't... (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, like, we should experience the joy in our religion. And that, for a lot of times, for me and others and you, comes out as silly giggling. Like... It does. It's one of those things that I appreciate the cranes. I appreciate you. I appreciate my family. Uh, for for not only putting up with it, but also embracing it, because I, I've met a lot of people who just don't embrace mirth in religion. Yeah. And I don't understand it, much as you don't, and it sometimes makes me feel kind of sorry for them, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> There's so much good stuff that you can get. I mean... The, the, the most basic banishing that I have is to banish with laughter. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, old chaos magician Max and banish with laughter. Um, you, you exist in this space that is too stuffy, and you can you can take yourself too seriously, and you can end up brittle and broken if you can't bend in the wind, and being able to to just say, you know what? We're going to have fun, we're going to enjoy it, and that is how this is going to go. Um, that's got a lot of advantage. It's got a lot of advantage. Thanks for listening, and there's more to come. We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something you would like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsandcars at threecranes.org. 
If you'd like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids and Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Our theme song's lyrics were written by Arthur Shipkowski, and the music is written and recorded by Mike Beershank. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org, and more about druidry at adf.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes, and let us pray with a good fire.